This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. Now, that kind of talk this week dragged Australia's share market to a two-year low. There are, of course, He was the big spender. The big spender. Doing the grocery shopping could take a huge chunk out of the family budget. And that's finance. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report versus Comedian versus Economist. Uh, I actually have no idea who's fighting who right now. But it is tremendously exciting to be working today with Charles from The Chaser Report. Hi, Charles. How are you going? Hello. Very well. Excellent. For people who are listening to The Chaser Report, this mm. is an episode of The Chaser Report. Don't yeah. be confused by the fact that there are other people. This is still... I'm not being held hostage, is what I'm saying. This, this is why we need to bolster the cybersecurity budget, because we've managed yeah. to infiltrate The Chaser Report. Yeah, that's right. And also, and for people who are uh, from... Like trying to listen to the Comedian vs. Economist podcast, mm. right? I should explain that the Chaser Report is an incredibly funny, amazingly erudite daily podcast that you can subscribe to, and you see, and then you don't have to listen to these shitty people. Sorry, uh, these, um, <laughs> these boring people. You can just get yeah. you know undiluted um, Chaser Report. You don't have to wait a whole week to be bored. Mm. You can be yes, bored every day bored. with the Chaser <laughs> yeah, Report. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, perfect. Uh, nice. Well, it is nice to be working with you, Charles. This is, uh, yeah, I guess this is what we call a crossover episode, crossing the river, maybe yeah. even jumping the shark. <laughs> My name's Adam. I'm the host of the Comedian versus Economist podcast from Equity Mates Media that I host with my little older brother and real life economist, Thomas. Say hi, Thomas. Yeah, g'day, Adam. How are we going? Hey, Charles. What's your role, Thomas? Your role is to be the boring one. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, I like to call it insight and analysis, but yep. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Boring. Now you nailed it first time, Charles. <laughs> the boring one. I try and make the boring interesting, which is mm. incredibly difficult. But yeah, that's my role that's on the Chaser Report is to be the eye candy. <laughs> the eye candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I provide all the sort of beauty and handsomeness that ah. uh, that our listeners demand. Yeah. Really shines through on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Explains the sequin uh, bikini you've worn to the recording. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah if only people could see. Yeah. You look amazing. <laughs> I'm dressed by um, Suzanne today. Nothing even up, Margaret. No, I'm I'm dressed by Yves Saint Laurent. Haven't worked out how to dress yourself. (laughs) That's right, exactly. Uh, So look, we're we're joining forces today. We're going to revel in the glory that was the federal budget that happened. Last Tuesday, lots Mm. to pick through, lots to unpack from the federal budget. I'm keen to get both of your thoughts. But Mm. I wanted to start, uh, I thought a nice way of kind of gently easing us into this mashup was with a little quiz that I've put together. I just wanted to see really whether you've been paying attention to the budget. Uh, And I was going to call the quiz, have you been paying attention? But obviously Mm. that's taken. So I'm calling this quiz budget or budget. And... The name came about uh, because trying to prepare for this show, I thought I'd head online and Mm. and get some up-to-date budget goss 
So I headed over to budget.com.au, right to the source, but found out, of course, that's the car hire company and not the government's budget site, which is, of course, budget.gov.au. What struck me, though, is some of the specials and the deals and promotions available on the budget rent-a-car website sounded a lot like what was being offered in the federal budget. Ooh, okay. So what I want you guys to do is I'm just going to give you some terms, some phrases, some commentary, and ask if you can tell whether they are from the federal budget or the budget car rental company. Do you think you're up for it? This is a great idea for a quiz. I just assumed when I heard budget mm. versus budget, mm. budget or budget, is that you didn't have access to a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is a much better idea. It's great. <laughs> All right, well, here's a little practice one just, just, to, just to test you out. All right, so the first phrase, was this phrase in the federal budget coverage or from budget rent a car? Free SUV upgrade. Ooh. Oh, man. That's sort of... Bu- <laughs> Wait, who, who gets to answer, me or Thomas? Well, you can, why don't we buzz in? Your names are your buzzers. So, so okay, buzz, buzz in if you like. Buzz. Charles. <laughs> your names are your buzzers, Charles. Not, not yeah. make a buzzing sound with your tongue. Oh, okay. Um, so can I, can I say, I think, I think it's a trick question. Mm. I reckon it's both. I reckon both <laughs> budget and budget. Have that. You really don't have any faith. I said we'd start with an easy one. <laughs> oh. Just to warm up a, a practice question. You think I've launched straight into a trick question. Uh, well, you'd be right. Uh, oh. oh, yay. <laughs> Free SUV upgrade. I guess it, it's to the letter. It was from the Budget Car website. But, of course, with the fuel excise being cut in half, then potentially there is now room for, I think, a free SUV upgrade as a result of the budget. Now I can finally afford to put petrol in an SUV. So in that sense, possibly uh, an SUV upgrade. That's how easy it is. I've got three questions, three proper questions. Are you ready to go? Yep. Okay. All right. Was this phrase in the federal budget coverage or the budget rent-a-car website? It is practical and temporary. Thomas. Thomas. I'm going to, I'm going to go the, the federal budget on that the one. The federal budget. You would be correct. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. The federal budget. It is practical and temporary. Of course, Frydenberg saying uh, repeatedly that, that the measures in the federal budget were, were mm. practical and temporary. But it is actually on the budget yeah. rent-a-car site. Again, that's how they describe a single-day hire of a Toyota Corolla hatchback. <laughs> it is practical and temporary. <laughs> yeah. but it, I love how it's such an admission, isn't it, that they're saying, oh, no, these are temporary things. So, like, we're being nice to you now, but we're not going to mm. be nice to you. We're not gonna... on. And, and these are clearly terrible ideas economically. The, yeah. What we're doing is a really bad idea. This is just a temporary thing to get us some votes. We're not actually, mm. we, you, they're signalling to the markets, no, 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 mm. we're not going to do this permanently. Is it almost like the government isn't planning on staying around very long to see it through? Is, is it that they, they know already that, you know what, we'll, we'll just put it in just to get us, get us over the line. We're probably not going to be here in six months. It'll be someone else's problem. So here's some cash. We're doing mm. handouts, but only a little bit. Should cover mm. probably this week's rent, and then you'll be back to square one. I've heard people talk about it being a poison pill for labour, that in six months the fuel excise just reverts unless it's extended. Mm. So it's a tough, mm. going to be a tough call if petrol prices are still over $100 a barrel. But you've got to remember, like, labour are the ones who are playing 5D chess here. 
<laughs> they always stuff it up, right? Like so, but you know, you think that, like, and probably they've tricked even the liberals into mm. thinking that they're going to get in. Yeah, and oh, let's put in a poison pill, mm. and then guaranteed Labor won't get in, and then the libs have their own have to consume their own poison pill. This is brilliant work by Anthony Albanese, like sort of master strategy. Very good. All right, next question. Next question. Was this phrase in the federal budget coverage or budget rent cars website? A dirty bomb. Oh, um, uh, Charles. Charles. Um, wow. Uh, um, I'm one of these people who press <laughs> Just the buzzes. <laughs> surely, surely that's the budget um, rent car website it's like you know we, 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 now have, we now have hyundai's also known as a dirty bomb is that, is yeah that it was actually it, it was actually a review of one of their camper vans oh right uh, uh, so we called it it was a dirty bomb mm, one star yeah. uh no it was the it was the federal budget of course uh lee sales describing the end of the fuel excise after the election as a dirty bomb uh, okay. uh, that was going to blow up in labor's face but as as we just discussed, there is every chance that it'll blow up in their own face after mm. after Labor stuff it up. But also, like, let's let's trust things here. Mm. You know, I think we can assume that, given the trajectory of the war in Ukraine, mm. we will be looking at a, a peaceful utopia in six months' time. <laughs> I think, Absolutely, I, I, I think you know. Petrol prices will be twenty cents a litre, buddy. Yeah, like the cut to the excise means basically petrol will be free by then. It's interesting though, isn't it, that they announced the cut to the excise, but mm. it seems like the fuel the fuel crisis is only like what a month old, if mm. that. So I don't know. Do we want the Do we want the government to be to be cutting the excise? Even temporarily, like no, it's a terrible policy. No, yeah. <laughs> of course it's a terrible policy. It's got three billion dollars. Yeah, you mm. could spend you could spend that on three hundred thousand, ten thousand dollars subsidies for EVs. Mm. You could actually make everyone. You could basically get everyone to drive in it. That's half the number of car sales in Australia per year. Mm. You could you could actually just drive down the price of EVs in mm. six months' time. Everyone could be driving around in this. Tesla utopia, <laughs> and instead we're just going to pump more carbon into the, the atmosphere. Yeah. So. It is pretty late, particularly in the budget. There's nothing for EVs. Like it's there's nothing in for the mm. environment, but there's nothing particular for EVs. And at the same time, you're making petrol oh, fossil fuel cars more cost competitive mm. by driving down the petrol prices. It's so yeah. yeah. I was going to trade in my petrol car and buy an EV, but not anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm filling up. <laughs> oh, very good. All right, final question for the budget or budget quiz: Was this phrase in the federal budget coverage or the budget rent a car website? Inflation is a real problem. Thomas. Thomas. I'm going to I'm going to go the obvious here, but that's definitely in the federal budget. <laughs> no, no. budget rent a car website. What? Really? Uh, this time, a review of a space saver tire in the Nissan X Trail. Uh, people saying that just simply You're an not idiot. enough. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> this quiz had real potential. <laughs> Thomas, you're an economist. Talking, everyone's talking about inflation. Mm. Uh, is it here to stay? And will will wages catch up as promised, or will inflation come down? What's going on with inflation? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting one in the sense that the budget 
typically, like when you've got when you're worried about inflation, you try to rein things in a bit. You st- you mm. want to r- stop the economy economy running so hot. So you either like ra- raise interest rates to slow things down a bit, or you cut back on the fiscal levers, which is fiscal government spending. But we've gone you've, you've gone the opposite way here. So you've, there's a whole bunch of handouts for people. There's you know the, what is it like? 8.6 billion cost of living package. So a huge amount of money that's going to pump into the economy. That's at the time that we're worried about inflation. Mm. So it's hard to see that not sort of fueling the very inflation that's trying to trying to combat. Yeah, so it's def- there's definitely nothing here in the budget that sort of really helps inflation other than it helps people at sort of the lower end of the income spectrum. And the promise is that wages will catch up, right? Is that yeah? That's the promise. That's, 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 I mean, that's, the, that's, that's the line. That's fact. You look at the Ford estimates: unemployment down to three point seven five percent. That's the lowest since the seventies. They've got inflation picking up into the ironically into the range where the RBA it feels justified in hiking rates. But those estimates have typically been terrible. Like they've never hit those wages estimates. Wages have always mm. underperformed on the on the forecasts. I think I'm, I'm sceptical still, but with an unemployment rate of 3.75%, you're going to have to have some wage pressure in the system, you'd think. Mm. I, don't think I don't think there's anything here in the budget that deals with inflation at all, other than sort of a bit, a bit of a sop to voters to try and help. Like just, just I think, and just because it's in the news right now, it's like I feel like the budget is really responding to two months' worth of news. Petrol prices <laughs> are up, inflation's up. Here's a package that's kind of deals with that. But there's nothing there that sort of in the long run helps with, with the inflation story. But Josh said it was a plan for the future. <laughs> I guess he didn't stipulate how far into the future, did he? He just no. said it's a plan for the future. The future could be next, next Tuesday. Week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've actually just come up with a way that you could plug the hole in the budget, mm. which is just thinking about it. Mm. They didn't address a tax on photo opportunities. Mm. Had they done that, see, because we've had massive inflation in the number of photo ops done by prime mm. ministers over the last yep. three years. Like, we're now, at, I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, but I think it's it's something like 3.7 trillion photo ops per day or something. <laughs> um, Have you got the stats handy, Thomas? Have you yeah, got the numbers yeah. there? Yeah. I mean, a 20% excise on mm. photo ops would bring in, by my calculations, <laughs> Around forty-five trillion billion quadrillion dollars <laughs> per day, and and that would that would dampen inflation, wouldn't it? And the well, the and the fuel excise is only gonna is only gonna add to the mm. photo ops. Oh, yeah, because it's going to make transport cheaper. So shipping politicians around mm. to flood affected areas, ah, yeah. uh, war zones, anywhere mm. like it's only going to increase. I think they've. <laughs> you're right. They've they've completely missed a trick there. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that Google Maps has a whole problem in Australia at the moment, yeah. which is that apparently every time they put out one of their Google Maps cars, Scott Morrison hears that there's a camera <laughs> and runs beside it trying to get photographed by the camera. So all the, all the photos of Google Maps, just there's Scott Morrison in Just it. out the front of a yeah. series of houses as yeah. he's running <laughs> along. Right. You do, like, go look at your house on Google Maps. I guarantee yeah. you Scott Morrison is in the photo. <laughs> In Hybies as well. Yeah. The hard hat. With, his face, with his face blurred out because he didn't realise that <laughs> yeah. Google Maps actually... There's just four million photos of Scott Morrison outside people's yeah. houses See, with that's, a blurry face. Because you know how whenever there's a national crisis, he goes missing for a few weeks, mm, right? Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's doing the Google Maps <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, very good. That ends the quiz. Was anyone keeping score? I think it was one all. Mm. 
So well played. Although yeah. because of inflation, it's too all. It's too all. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Charles, what did you? You would have tuned in and, and mm. consumed the entire budget, no doubt. Oh, what did, yeah, yeah. What uh, what caught your eye from the budget? Well, I mean, you know, I, I think for me, I thought it was a very realistic budget. Mm. I thought I thought it was really good. This, is, I mean, it's obviously an election year budget. It wasn't buying votes though. It was it was the budget that was just handing out mm. big bundles of cash to voters. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, nothing to do. It's no. unrelated. No, you know how that there's always the promise of a fast train in the lead yes. up to the election. In this budget, they didn't do that. What they had is was a faster train, right? <laughs> Which is very different. Like it's not going to be fast. It's just going to be faster than the really slow trains that are at the moment, right? right? And I thought that was that's a sort of upgrade because it's like going, oh yeah, it's not going to mm. be fast. But it's just going to be a little bit faster. I think mm. that that's. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, but mm. like you don't normally see from a government something so sort of realistic mm. in in mm. the budget papers. It's pragmatic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so and then dare I say, I a train it, is definitely something people can get on board with as well. Mm. Oh. Yeah, very nice. yeah. See what I did there? That's yeah, that's yeah. why they pay me the big bucks. I I also right. think it was really good news for the arts this time around. Mm. I, th- I thought. Oh, yeah. Um, they announced a 20% cut to the arts. Yes. Which people have been saying, oh, but they cut 20% from the arts last time. But that's a, it's mm. actually smaller this time around because the arts budget was 20% less. So mm-hmm. actually, proportionately, even though yeah. they've cut 20% from the arts, that's actually less than last time, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and that means that you know, in a few years' time, a 20% cut to the arts will only be like $1. You know, yeah. so I, I think that's sensible too. I mean, yeah. throughout the pandemic, if there's one sector of the economy that's no. had it really good, it's mm. the arts. Ah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. you know the and the amount of performances and and live mm. live shows that have been going mm. on throughout lockdowns in in Melbourne, in mm. all over the country. I think they've mm. just thrived. So and I, and, I what, and what's the purpose of the arts anyway? The purpose of the arts is to help us process. Large traumatic events in our lives, you know, <laughs> catharsis, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you don't want to do that after a pandemic. You're too exhausted. You just want to get on with it. Just, just get on with yeah. it. Get back to work. 
Stop flapping around being yeah. artsy, thinking about the eternal verities. No, mm. we've got widgets to ship. <laughs> so, so we so, can't because we're, yeah. we've got supply chain bottlenecks. No, yeah. but, uh, but look, uh, uh, but I think... The budget was all about the beer. And it was good to see that that was the first leak. Um, you know, 20%, 20, sorry, not 20%, 20 cents off your beer. Mm. I mean, that is, that is that's, huge. That is, that's going to make a big difference. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've already put my 20 cents savings into the stock market. Admittedly, yeah. the stock market's <laughs> crashed and I now have 10 cents. But, you know, like that's 10 cents over time. That could become, I don't know, 15, mm. 16, maybe even 20 cents again. I mean, here in South Australia, we get 10 cents mm. a can refund. Mm. So now we're talking 30 cents 30 a can. Cents. That is yeah. pure profit. Although it does, I don't think it, does it apply to cans? Does it apply to cans or is it just tap beer? Oh, they, there probably is some exclusion like that in the, mm. <laughs> some condition. Yeah. It only applies if you're buying yeah. a pony, I believe. I think, no, I think <laughs> it only applies if, if you're doing a photo op with the PM, which ah, yes. statistically yeah, so the, is very likely. Like, yeah. like, so yeah. the PM is getting 10, 20 cents a beer yes. off his photo opportunity beer. That's the reason he did it. He went, oh, I'll save about $4 million. If election. you shake his hand, you get yeah. 20 cents off as well. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> If you, if you shake his hand, so, no, I think the, the rule is that he shakes your hand. He, he shakes your hand. He shakes your arm. Yeah. He shakes oh. your arm and then offers you a discounted beer <laughs> for allowing him to shake your arm. And then, and then the final measure that I thought was mm. really interesting, and it, I mean, it really does show Australia is growing up as a nation, mm. is the extra $9 billion that they said that they're going to spend on cybersecurity. Did you yes. see that? Yeah, Which is, huge. I mean, that is huge. That is great. The, the way this government has, you know, they're so good at delivering technology. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to, to what they come up with for this $9 billion. Like, oh, you know. They're going to roll out some cyber. Yeah. Don't you worry yeah. about that. I, I actually have a theory that it's, mm. um, it's to train all the bureaucrats in Canberra how to get the are you a robot things right? <laughs> like, the capture. It's actually, the, yeah. The Google the capture. capture. Yeah. It is, it's to help people get around the problem of, especially for people like Peter Dutton. They have yeah. a real problem getting around the, the capture. <laughs> Choose all the images of the PM yeah. standing in front yeah. of the house. Yeah, what? That's right. <laughs> which, which way up is the potato <laughs> standing? Right? <laughs> Why is there blurry. just a photo of me there? <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, what stood out for you from the from the budget? Oh, I feel like I'm. Can I just pause for a second? I feel like I'm just going out for some really boring. Mm, absolutely, top that's level. what we expected from you. <laughs> uh, change of pace, <laughs> top level. Yeah. Now and now for something a little boring. <laughs> it's Thomas. What caught your eye in the budget? <laughs> just boring shit. Jeez, you want me to do another quiz? Go. Yeah. <laughs> Are oh, you just depressed? Is that <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> oh, you, you had to watch it. Did you watch the budget? See, the, oh, you never yeah. watch the budget. Never watch the it budget, just makes yeah. you depressed for days after. I just, I just feel like what I'm offering at this point is sort of out of tone with the rest no, of the I show. Think, well, I want to hear the, the boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Chaser Report <laughs> listeners are, are very used to boring. Like, don't worry about that. We've got a guy called Dom Knight on our show. <laughs> It's it's not an exciting budget overall. There's not a lot that's exciting there. We've got 
there's 17 billion discretionary there that sort of money that could have not gone into the economy but is has gone into the economy you've got 8.6 billion with the cost of living package so you've got like a bit of a stimulatory boost it's a little pump of the accelerator pedal on the economy but it's at a time where it's not the case for pumping the accelerator pedal isn't really there you've got massive gains coming out of commodity prices um lower welfare payments because unemployment's down unemployment rates tilting towards 3.75 percent the lowest rate since the 70s so it's you're pumping the accelerator into an economy that's already going pretty great you mm. know retail re, retail spending's up 19 percent on where it was pre-covid and you're just going to give consumers and households a whole bunch of extra cash so it's really hard looking at this budget to see the economic rationale for the measures that are in place having watched a few budgets isn't surprising it is it's a, it's an election it's an election year budget all budgets have their eyes on the election and that's sort of what you've got so and then on top of that you, you look at the distribution of the infrastructure packages it seems like it's pretty clearly kind of some form of pork barreling only 21 of the 144 projects that have been announced have been endorsed by infrastructure australia which is supposedly the body that ticks off and recommends these projects there's and oh, the other thing that really got me is zero for federal icac so the last election morrison promised we we're going to get a federal icac or you know integrity mm. commission that was delayed and delayed and delayed and then finally just didn't happen and now it's just come out of the budget altogether there's no funding for it at all so the Morrison government seems to have just completely abandoned any commitment to a federal ICAC. Mm. Well, I think we fixed it, though, didn't we? We cleared up all the, all the corruption's gone from the government, so we, we don't need it anymore. That's true. Carry the, on. Yeah. And also, they had to use that money to pay off all the people who were complaining about all the corruption. <laughs> That's right. I'm curious to get your thoughts on the deficit, though. So mm. you say that we've already, we're, we're pumping the accelerator, but it's pushing us further down into debt. Does it matter? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like it, it matters, but not in the way we used to th used to think it matters, or the way that we were used to be. The politicians used to tell us it matters. Politicians mm. used to hang their hat on their ability to deliver a surplus. There was never a really great economic reason why a surplus was better than a deficit. You used to get this analogy that governments are like a household, and if a household's got too much debt, that's a bad thing. Mm. But the analogy breaks down because a household can't just print its own money. I know you've tried, Adam, but <laughs> not, you're not actually allowed to do that. So the, the mm. analogy just doesn't work. So in terms of economic theory, there's never been a great rationale for why a, a, a modest surplus is better than a modest deficit. Um, and then COVID happened and the deficit blew right out. And then, you know, with this one, there's no, you know, Frydenberg hung his, you know, had that catchphrase a while ago, back in black and back on track. There's no mention of anything like that now, and no one seems to care. No one, no one's really complaining that we're, you know, we're looking at a budget deficit of three and a half percent of GDP. That's still massive. You got to realise that it doesn't matter until Labor gets elected, mm. and then it becomes the most important thing ever. Mm. Isn't that what's going on? Like it, it, the difference is that it's a Liberal government who's delivered a deficit, so therefore it's a good deficit. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and that's then, right. And then when Labor gets in, suddenly 70% of the media's press owned by Murdoch. Mm. They don't like the Labor Party. Suddenly it'll be the biggest crisis in the world. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Lib so I mean, I think Labor's in real <coughs> trouble from this deficit that, uh, that doesn't Libs also forecast, forecast some pretty significant reductions to the deficit too over the next mm. X number of years, five years or whatever it was. Yeah. So I guess they can also, you know, in six months' time, if Labor gets in, they can say, well, we were on track. 
to reduce mm. this deficit. We had yes. a plan, and Brilliant. you haven't done that. Yes. So you've you've balls it up again. I mean, mm. clearly the way to get rid of the budget deficit is to keep the photo op tax <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah. Even without more, maybe that's like it, he won't be prime minister, but he's still mm. got to go around and do photo op. <laughs> Just keep having photos. Pay off the debt. <laughs> Posting them on ScoMo's yeah. Insta page. <laughs> but, but also, because the, the one thing that just sees, seems to me to be a glaring problem with all mm. this is the actual share between capital and labour has just gone totally skew-if in the last really 20 years, like economically. And... There seems to still be no plan beyond, oh, well, we've got low unemployment, to actually get the, the wage growth getting at a proper level. And and that solves so many problems. Like, actually, if you had year-on-year year proper increases in wages, then suddenly houses become more affordable for the next generation. Suddenly, you, you're changing the proportion of profit between labour and capital which has to happen at some point anyway. But also suddenly, yeah, you're in a slightly higher inflation environment. But actually, that means that stuff like the debt problems disappear because suddenly you're inflating your way out of debt. Mm. So how yeah. do we get wage growth? It's about power. The, the problem right. is we've got, a, we've got a labor force that's not allowed to strike anymore. I mean, it's, it's got to the point where in New South Wales, we had a... a <laughs> Trains, I mean, it's so absurd, it sort of sounds <laughs> like it's a joke. But the, the minister thought he could shut down, like lock out the train employees and that that would mm. be a good strategy. And it's because, well, someone's got to go on strike. And the, the workers, like, I mean, it, it was protected action. They were officially allowed to go on strike at that point. But it's got to the point where strikes are so rare in Australia mm. and the exercise of you know, collective labour power is so rare and it's so um, prescribed by these rules that have been really written by bosses that the, the actually more common thing nowadays is that the boss goes on strike. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's the dumbest system in, in the universe. Maybe we just need some of the uh, some of the the people in top levels of government to go on strike. Luckily, our governor general has been showing mm. the way. He's he's been on strike and not working for the last three and a half years. It's amazing. <laughs> somehow, still managed to catch COVID. Like, what's that about? <laughs> completely isolated from the rest of the world. Uh, very good. All right, I reckon we might uh, we might leave it there. We might wrap up. Um, Charles, it's been amazing working with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll try harder next time. We yeah, promise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, if if you have liked uh, like what you've heard, you can find Chase Report, of course, on all of your podcast stations, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you liked yeah. us, Comedian versus Economist, we do episodes every Wednesday. You'll find them in the same place. It's really not hard if you've managed to to make it this far and you're listening to us then you know how to find podcasts so hopefully you've enjoyed the show we've enjoyed making it we will talk to you all again soon thanks guys thank you thank you see ya comedian vs economist is a product of equity mates media all information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only it is not intended as a substitute for professional finance legal or tax advice the hosts of comedian vs economist are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances 
Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the EquityMates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, EquityMates Media and the hosts of Comedian vs Economist acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter make this a summer to share and save with a capable kia suv or powerful sedan see your local kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more kia movement that inspires call 800-334-KIA for details always drive safely sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only quantities are limited must take delivery by 7824.